Welcome, welcome, welcome to Accepted, the College Admissions Inside Scoop, brought to you by Canisius College. This is Matt Kwiatowski, your Assistant Director for Undergraduate Admissions, and today I have a very special guest today. Um, her name is Anne-Marie Moskovic. Uh, she is the Director of College Counseling at Canisius High School here in Buffalo, New York, um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, uh, your name, your title, how long you've been in the counseling side of the field, but also how long in higher ed you worked as well. Okay, thank you so much, Matt. Yes, my name is Anne-Marie Moskovic, and I work here at Canisius High School. I have been here for the last 13 years, actually. And prior to that, I worked in college admission at Canisius College for 11 years. So I've been in the industry now for almost 25 years total. Awesome. And Amory is a, a friend of the pod, as we'll say, um, because we've been working with Amory for a long time here at Canisius. I've known her personally for eight years now in the profession, and it's always been a joy to work with her. So I figured I'd have her out to ask some, answer some questions. Today's episode is really going to be covering about um, how um, parents can really help their students through this process um, from the counselor perspective, um, because we've talked a lot about from the student perspective and how they deal with some of these issues and going through this process. But I really wanted a you know high school counselor professional um, to kind of talk about it a little bit more as the college admissions world has changed a lot in the last three years. Yes, it has. And, um, you know, we'll just jump right into it. So, um, you know, Amory, from the counselor perspective, we have been through a lot in the last few years. How have you seen students change over the past few years? And what stressors do you find the most common with the students you get to work with on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, thanks, Matt. Um, so, over the past couple of years, we have seen so many changes in college admission. I feel like we've seen more changes in the last couple of years than we had in the prior maybe 15 years before that. And, you know, one of the biggest changes, sort of the elephant in the backyard, is the uh, test optional policy that many, many colleges have adopted. There are a few colleges out there that still require test scores, but they are definitely in the minority. And so this has changed the entire landscape for students in terms of determining whether to test to begin with, if they do test, are they submitting scores? I can actually share specific numbers because Canisius High School is a test site mm. for both SAT and ACT. And in the past, prior to the pandemic, we would have anywhere from 150 to 200 test takers on a given test date. We now have only between 50 to 75 test takers. So the numbers have are less than half at this point. Um, additionally, with ACT, those numbers are even smaller. Last spring, we always sign up to be a test site. And our ACT test date in April was actually canceled by the ACT. They consolidated our testing site with another one wow. because the numbers were so small. So testing has become a very strange part of the process, and that's on a number of different levels. So that relates to whether to test and whether to use scores, but it also then relates to score reporting. Many colleges out there are willing to take unofficial scores. So mm -hmm. that would be self-reported scores from students and sometimes scores coming from our office directly. And the number of colleges that require official scores has also significantly decreased. And so it's sort of this process of figuring out, am I submitting them? Where am I submitting them? 
And do I need to report them officially or can I save myself the money and just self-report the scores? So that's a huge change that we've seen. In terms of other changes, what I'd say, and this is kind of relates to more than just college admission, but it certainly does affect college admission. When students went through the pandemic, they really kind of downshifted. So, you know, things shut down. The school that they were experiencing was significantly different from what they had ever experienced before. And many students went through that for well over a year. And it's kind of been hard for them to then re re gear back up again mm-hmm. into sort of a regular functioning uh, mode with mm-hmm. respect to school and, and all of their extracurriculars. So we have seen time management be a factor. And uh, when you add the college admission process into it, that's yet another thing for them to juggle into the schedule. So those are some of the biggest changes we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, I would echo on the higher ed side, we've seen a lot of the same things where adjustments to getting back to in-person events or in-person classes or um, time management has probably been the number one thing that's been a challenge for students coming into college. I taught at a first year experience class last year and time management was one of the first things I had to work with the students on and addressing like, how do you make a schedule? How do you use a calendar? how to go through those things, especially on the college level, because it's not a block schedule. It's you make your own schedule a lot of times and, you know, chart your course. Now, just go back to the test site thing. Um, that's not just Canisius students either. That's all students that registered to take a test here, right? right? That's correct. So we're a testing center that anybody mm-hmm. can come and take a test here. So usually on a given test date, we have a good portion would be our students. And then the remainder would be students from any other school yeah. really in Western New York. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to know because it's not just like a trend at your school. It's a trend no. across the board. Correct. Um, so you uh, had the pleasure of going through this process last year um, with did. your son. Yes, I did. Um, so what would you say is the best support that a parent can give to their students as they go through this process and going through the stresses of it? Um, obviously, you have a, a cool experience because you've had both sides of it, yeah. um, working in the higher ed side, but also on the counseling side. How did you balance that as a parent, but also like what advice would you give to a parent um, going through this? Yes. So I did go through this process last year. My son uh, was a senior in high school. And what I would say is the most important thing that parents can do is take their children to visit colleges. And that probably sounds like an obvious piece of advice, but what I find is that many students come into their senior year of high school and they haven't actually visited that many colleges. And it's really important for the students to get on campus so that they can get a better idea of whether they really like a school, whether they feel like they would be a good fit there. And that's very difficult to do if you have not been on the campus. So I would say to start planning early and maybe try to visit campuses when you're going to do other things as a family. Many people travel for a wide range of reasons to see out-of-town family, maybe to go to sporting events or whatever, um, even on family vacation. And I can say that we actually incorporated in-college visits for all of those things. Um, We made sure that we were seeing schools so that my son had a better idea of what college fit really made sense for him. 
Yeah, and that's great advice. And and we've mentioned visits a lot with our podcast and also the the fit perspective with other students that currently go to Canisius. So that's great to echo that again. Um, what do you think is the most common mistake you think families make during this process? And this could even come from your side as the counselor, even more so than anything, because um, I think there's a lot of things that we all kind of scream from the top of our lungs sometimes, and we just wish some people heard it more. So what would you say um, would be that? I think there's two things I'd like to focus on for this question. One, and really important, is it's tempting sometimes to do things for our children. It was certainly tempting for me as a parent, but it's really important that students do this application on their own. Um, as parents, of course, support them and ask them questions and certainly review the information once they've entered it. But it's really important that the student own this process and be able to fill out that application. What I always tell students here is it's going to be harder when you go to college than it is to just fill out the application. Mm -hmm. Applying to colleges today is so much easier than it was when I was younger. Um, it's an electronic form, essentially. And there's a few parts of it that sometimes students need a little guidance on, but they can always get that guidance from their counselor at school um, and even potentially at some schools, maybe from a teacher or somebody else who could just review the material for them. So I think that's a really important thing to do. And what I'd like to add to that is oftentimes parents will hire somebody else to help their child through the process. And that gets into a slippery slope because we often read essays here that we can tell were not really written from the student's voice. And so I'm not going to go so far as to say, well, don't hire somebody to help your child because I know people still will do it no matter what we say. Mm -hmm. But um, it's important that what they're helping them with is just ideas maybe relating to colleges and good fits and things like that mm -hmm. versus actually doing the application for them. That's a, not a good idea. Yeah. And I would say even I echo this all the time in every panel I'm on is that all of the resources that a student needs to apply to go to college are actually available through your school anyway. Right. Like, like from your high school guidance counselors, or if they have specific college counseling offices, like some schools do, um, usually your English class has your college essay tied into it. So like literally every resource a student could need is accessible through your institution that you already. So like, it's something that I, I kind of echo because like you don't need to use extra money on something that you already get, you're already paying for. Right. And, you know, Matt, another uh, thing that I would say that I see people make this mistake all the time is somehow they're, they, people kind of get caught up in this idea that, you know, they need to go to what they perceive to be a name brand school in order for their child to become successful. Um, I've heard people say this every single year, students say it, parents say it, and they think they need to go to fill in the blank college if they want to go to law school or go to medical uh -huh. school. And that's just simply not true. Uh, it's more important what the student does in college uh -huh. than where they go. And it's important to really include a broad range of schools when you are applying and to consider schools that are nearby um, in addition to being out of town, many students feel as though they want to go out of town, but it is important to include local schools as well, because you just never know what will happen 
and you may find yourself wanting to stay in the area to go to college. So it's important to really look at that broad range and to not get taken up in the sort of um, branding of colleges where we think we need a certain name in order to get somewhere. That's just not the case. Yeah. And that even goes into the fit conversation even more of trying to find that fit because, I mean, there's countless, I mean, countless students that I've worked with looking at Canisius, but also looking at maybe a more quote unquote prestigious school or higher end school. And most of the outcomes you're going to have from a school that's a high end school versus even a Canisius, you're still going to have a lot of the same outcomes. Every school is going to talk about the great outcomes they have um, and the great things they're able to give to their students. It's really what your student does with the opportunity when they're at that school is really what matters. um, And And I think that one of the things that I always tell students to really be looking at when they're visiting schools and they're acting with colleges is how is this college going to support you in your efforts to reach your goals? What kinds of resources do they have in place? Who are the people that you're interacting with at that college? Who are the faculty? Who are the advisors? Are these people that seem like they're going to be good supports for you as you're trying to reach your goal? Those are the kinds of things that you should be assessing Uh as you're looking at schools. Absolutely. So uh, a couple more things here. Um, As a parent, again, as yourself um, going through this process, what is one thing that you would want to share with other parents that you that maybe you knew because of having been in higher ed for 11 years um, that you would share as they're going through this process, like to kind of take solace in or take maybe a note of? Well, I think the important thing is that the majority of colleges in this country are still looking for ways to admit students versus ways not to admit them. So a lot of times I see a great deal of angst that people bring to the process and they get very worried about uh, the minutia in the process. And the bigger picture is that their child will be admitted to colleges and they will get financial offers and then they'll be able to consider those offers and make a decision. But there sometimes is so much hype surrounding the process that people sort of lose sight of, you know, what's important And so I think what I knew going into the process was that, so one of the things that I noticed when we were looking at schools is I paid attention to how my son was responding to each college. Mm -hmm. And I really listened to what he had to say. So I didn't try to push him toward one school or another. Mm -hmm. I took him to quite a few different colleges And I let him tell me what he thought were the good fits for him. And occasionally he maybe said something that I was surprised by, or it, it wasn't what I expected, or maybe it wasn't even a school that I thought, you know, might be the best fit for him, but he liked it, but he's the one who had to go to college. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're all different. We're different from our own children And it's important to consider what it is that they find that is a good fit for them. And so, you know, as I went through the process, I kind of knew that we needed to see as many schools as possible so that he could really make a good assessment of that fit. Yeah, no, and I think that's absolutely true because I think a lot of times we all want to, you know, Monday morning quarterback 
things for for people and our and our children. I'm a, I'm a dad too, so um, that you you always want to give that perspective. But also, like you said, your child is the one going to college for the next four years, not you. Right. And that's and that's really the important part to keep in mind. Um, so just to kind of wrap it up here, what is one parting piece of advice that you would give to parents as they're kind of going through this? I think that the parting piece of advice that I would have is to have really open conversations with your children. Um, one of the questions that I always ask each student that I meet with, as we're starting to talk about colleges, I say, tell me what kinds of conversations are you having at home about this? And I'm surprised by the number of students who will tell me that they're not having conversations at Mm -hmm. home about this. And that's really important to do. Ask your child things like, what do you think you might want to consider? Do you have a certain location that you want to focus on? You know, and also have very real conversations with them about what is affordable and what is not, Mm -hmm. just so that you all are on the same page about that right out of the gate and that that is something you're aware of as you're going through the process so that you don't get too far down the road and find out this probably is not a school that we can afford. And ask questions. Ask a lot of questions of people who know the answers to the questions, like your child's counselor. Certainly, you can also ask college admissions representatives. What we find is that even though they're representing a certain school, they also are very helpful overall in terms of the process. So you can ask Matt Kay mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, other other counselors as well. They can really help. Yeah. And that's something we always kind of part with when we're, we're leaving these podcasts is always to ask questions. The worst question is not one asked. And that's something that I think a lot of times we kind of forget about. Um, well, this has been awesome, Anne-Marie. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Um, we really appreciate your time. Um, this is Mac Witowski signing off from Accepted. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.